Welcome to the Your Story Matters podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Mason City Schools, where we celebrate and learn from our community stories. We're so glad you've joined us today. This is Tracy Carson, the Public Information Officer at Mason City Schools, and I'm here with Melissa Bly, the Mason Early Childhood Center Principal. Mason is so lucky to have Melissa who bleeds green. She has been a lifelong Comet and she's really made it her mission to ensure uh, that she and the staff at MECC make sure that tradition starts here and they from our very youngest grades those kids learn some really amazing mindsets that get them prepared for success. So we are so thrilled to have Melissa with us today. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So Melissa, talk to me a little bit about what brought you to education. Why did you want to be a teacher? Uh, that's a great question. It goes, um, it goes back to my childhood, and I think that most teachers would say this, but school had such a positive impact on my own life that um, I knew that was something that I wanted to continue to replicate for others. So school was always a safe place for me, and um, I... I really want it to be a safe place for every child that comes through our district, through MEC, um, every child that I come in contact with. You know, I love um, knowing that with you. Obviously, have been in Mason since kindergarten. Melissa, you're married to a teacher. Your husband, Kurt, is also our varsity baseball coach. You're the mom of three Comets. You have a high schooler, a middle schooler, and a Mason Elementary School student um, who all of those experiences help shape um, what you've seen in your own life, but then also what you've seen for your kids. Talk to us about kind of what those dreams are for Mason students and then maybe what it feels like to be, you know, really inside as, as a mom working in the schools too. Absolutely. So um, I think that we, we all want our children to leave Mason feeling equipped and ready to tackle the world. And, um, you know, I, I have the benefit of being a part of the inner workings of that, being a principal here in the district, and that just excites me um, incredibly to be able to have my fingers in that work and to um, hopefully be able to impact the future for kids. So as a parent, I desperately want that for my own children as well. Um, as I'm you know, talking about things like personalized learning and being able to create problem solvers and kids that are empathetic and persistent and resilient, I want that for my own. Um, and so it's, it's a, it's a double-edged thing for me, you know, like I want that for all of the kids that come through MEC, but, um, I know how important it is for all of our kids throughout the district. And, um, I, I know that those skills that we are working really hard to teach our kids are going to benefit them in the future. And I'm really glad that my kids get to be a part of that. Is there a teacher or someone in the educational system that strongly influenced your life? Absolutely. So when I think back on my personal growing up Mason experience, um, it was quite different, I think, than what many um, of our students experience today. Um, you know, I moved here in kindergarten with my mom and stepdad at the time. Um, you know, life's not always going to go the way that you plan for it to go. And for my mom, that was the case. So, you know, through um, multiple divorces, unfortunately, um, and you know just situations that she had to endure life for us growing up in Mason was not necessarily easy um, I'm the oldest of seven kids 
And um, when we went through school, we were um, part of the free and reduced lunch system because our, our family circumstances designated that we needed that support. Um, we were very, very fortunate in this district to receive you know, services and support through that program. But I have to say that the best support that we ever got, and I know my sibs would say exactly the same thing, would be in the people that we encountered. So um, throughout school, I always felt like there were individuals that would just check in on me and just check in on my siblings. So, um, you know, different things would happen, maybe, um, maybe things were really tough at home and you know, the water was shut off for a period of time or whatnot. Um, but there were teachers that somehow just knew that and somehow just kind of forged a way to connect with us in our personal lives. So um, by name, I can say Chris Lucas was one of those people in third grade, um, Rod King when I was in eighth grade, and then my principal in high school, Chuck Mason, was um, just a huge, huge support. And I think um, he probably is the person that I can attribute my early leadership skills to just as a high school student and trying to kind of figure out the high school world and college and you know what I was going to do next he was a huge support as well. I'm so grateful that you shared this powerful story about how relationships are so important for all students but particularly for you know not all families have the exact same situation. And I think what you showed even in your story is how much your mom loved you and she was trying her best and Absolutely. your siblings felt that. But at the same time, it was hard and you needed some other folks to, to step in. What is your hope that for other folks who work in our schools to sort of know that sometimes what we see on the outside isn't always what's happening at home? How do we, how do we discover more and be more transparent so that that folks are able to know they can come to us for help. Right, I think that it's about seeing kids as people and not as a statistic. So we know that um, socioeconomic status is one of the biggest predictors of student success. And I think, when I think back to um, just the situations that my sibs and I kind of grew up in and where we are now, I think we've beat the statistics. And I hope that our teachers know that they can do that for kids. Um, because people did that for us, and um, I want I want our teachers to feel empowered to know that um, it's important to forge a relationship with a kid and with a family, um, because really that support for my mom was just as important as all the support for us as kids. Um, so I, you know, stats are stats, and yes, that's data, but um, we can change it. So we can change the numbers. And. and boy that also data and the statistics and numbers they don't tell the story mm -hmm. and so i think when we start to really realize the potential that's there instead of just seeing someone as oh they are on free and reduced lunch but who are those who are who those are students they? and what's their story Absolutely. and what they can be and we're so grateful for for that what are you most proud of in your professional life Ooh, i am I am most proud of right now the work that's being done with our young students. Um, I have told my staff, this has been one of my favorite years, one of my favorite periods of time in education. Um, I am so proud of the way that our staff collaborates, um, works hard to meet the needs of kids. Um, we have 
We have placed an emphasis on individual children and teaching the whole child and knowing the academics will come, knowing that those academics are, yes, why we're here. Really the reason we're here is because of those kids. So building learners that are empathetic and um, resilient, mindful, all of those important skills that are going to serve them well through life. Um, I'm just really proud of our staff for making that a priority. So I know when you talked about school, you talked about it as a safe uh, as a safe place. What kind of what kind of student was Melissa Bly going through school? <laughs> I certainly had my ups and downs. <laughs> so um, I okay. So my early my elementary grades, I would say I was kind of the the teacher pleaser. You know, I was easily the child that could blend into the wall and you know just not be noticed and I think that's why um, Chris Lucas sticks out so much to me because she didn't let me do that you know so um, you know who knows how she knew what was happening in the background but she certainly um, made it an effort to uh, check in with me um, to just make sure that I wasn't keeping things secret you know um, and you know paying attention to probably the things that weren't necessarily on the outside. Um, as I went through middle school, that's when school really became safe because, um, you know, there are lots of things that, that kids tend to go toward when things aren't great at home, um, negative things typically. So I certainly had opportunities to do that, but I found myself because of teachers like Rod King, um, kind of diving into student activities. So um, Rod, you know, I'm not an athlete. We, my husband and I joke about that because, you know, all the athletics come from him, but I know sports. And so um, Rod gave me an opportunity to be a basketball statistician for the seventh and eighth grade basketball team. And I loved it because I was here, <laughs> because I was with kids, um, I was with others, I was with the team. Um, there were other, you know, girlfriends of mine that did, did it with me and um, it was just a really positive time um, during I think a stage of growing up that could have been really negative. Um, so that kind of continued for me into high school and um, I continued to just stay involved in student activities and they were critical. Um, I was in student government yearbook, um, I continued to do some stats, you know, type work, um, but I was really, um, you know, kind of diving into that, that place in the school system. Um, Maria Mueller was still the student government advisor at that time, so she was another important person um, who just made me love school and um, love getting to know other people, love leadership, and to really see that um, I did have the ability to kind of lead others in a positive direction, and so um, that's kind of where I started my leadership world. Well, and I always really appreciate you have this quiet leadership, but that speaks profoundly when you do. And I think knowing that you grew that through student activities, it's something that in Mason, I know sometimes families worry, we're a big district, will my child get lost? And I feel like student activities is the place where you do find, find your place, grow your leadership, take risk, yep. do something that's a little bit different, be the statistician yes. on something that... <laughs> But also having that nudge from a teacher or a coach really matters. You've name checked some amazing <laughs> Hall of Fame Mason Teachers. City Schools educators, yeah. people who have helped leave an imprint here. And I know that that's what you're doing too um, for a lot of a lot of folks who um, 
who recognize in that quiet leadership that sometimes the leader isn't always the one um, out front loud, but is also helping bring people along and, and supporting and giving other people nudges. Where do you see now, how, how has your leadership grown in that way of being able to help tap folks that you know that you also see as leaders? Because we really believe in Mason that everyone is a leader. Absolutely. And I think you said it, it's giving folks that nudge. So I think that as we get to know each other better, um, start to identify our own strengths and the things that we want to grow in, it's important for us to um, not only like look within ourselves and where I can use my talents to help others, but also for us to look at others and how can they use their talents. Um, so, you know, I really try to be um, an administrator that that looks at individual teachers and tries to encourage them to use their strengths in the classroom. So um, I don't expect everybody to do exactly the same thing or to um, run their classroom in exactly the same way. In fact, I think that that would be a detriment to our kids. I want teachers to really um, discover for themselves who they are as a educator and to flourish within that and use that to be the best that they can be for every child in their classroom. So um, I do look for people that I can nudge. <laughs> and, and nudging looks different. I mean, nudging doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to lead a committee, but nudging might mean that I want you to share this with someone else because I could really see it benefiting this classroom as well as yours. And I could see a relationship here that would be really amazing. You know, you you are in the middle of one of the busiest times of your life, which is having uh -huh. three kids, three different schools, <laughs> a husband who is very busy in the spring for sure, right. but really baseball is is yeah. a, almost an all year round kind of thing at this point. Um, how how will what advice do you give for families on how you help make sure that you're staying connected when we we now, because we're involved in so many activities, it's easy for everybody to be going their own direction. How do you do that in the Bly household? Um, two things I would say, definitely recognizing that we're not perfect. So um, <laughs> we have a little sign on our kitchen counter that says, remember, everyone outside of this house thinks that we're a normal family. <laughs> <laughs> because I think that's true. Like, I think especially with all of us living in Mason, you know, you, you might think we've got it all together. You know, you see us at Corwin or, you know, the ball field or wherever, but we really are not perfect. Um, and we, we are a very normal family that, um, that has its ups and downs for sure. So I think that that's just important parenting is to recognizing that um, the gifts of imperfection, to quote Brene Brown, um, are important for us to recognize and they help our children to be, um, to be just better themselves. You know, if, if, if everything went smoothly for us all the time, we certainly wouldn't learn anything. So um, we, do, we do find ways to manage it. I mean, sometimes, truly, there are so many different schedules going on that I have to sit down for like five minutes and digest them. Um, we are fortunate that, you know, most of my sibs, my mom, my, my dad are still close by. So we have family support that certainly helps us out as far as um, getting kids to and from. Um, the other piece I would say is just to um, force family time to happen and it's really really easy to get caught up in the sports schedules or the activity schedules and, and the school schedules because you know Kurt and I have plenty to do ourselves besides the, the schedules our kids are running um, so we have to force ourselves to get away um, and 
even if that sacrifice is one thing or another, we we do make time to, you know, just take a weekend at Hocking Hills or to make sure that we do get a summer vacation, even if we're missing the first week of fourth grade football, <laughs> which is happening to us this year. But, um, you know, just making sure that those things happen because it's really important. I, I really appreciate that. I think it's something that families... Um, who our intention is to give the very best for our for our kids, but sometimes it feels so frenetic that our kids pick up on that stress and that energy. And I just really admire the way that you're not perfect. You just want people to know we're normal like yeah. everybody else. But but in a way, if we all come together and say this is normal, yeah. it, it gives us all permission to just be ourselves mm -hmm. and know that. At the end of the day, when your kids know you love them, right, it's all gonna be okay. <laughs> and I'm, and you know, to go back to that, I ask forgiveness from my kids. You know, there are times when we have made mistakes as parents, and I think that's another just important piece of you know, not only parenting but being a professional is knowing you're not perfect, but also knowing when to ask forgiveness because we do, we do fail each other. So we do, and the grace of of doing that yeah. models really important lessons for our kids too. I, I think that's huge. So last question, mm -hmm. what brings you joy? Oh gosh. I find, well, professionally, I find so much joy when I see um, a teacher reach a child. And, um, you know, at Mac, we've had We've had lots of kids in and out of our doors, and I've had the pleasure of, you know, seeing moments between kids and teachers um, where, you know, we had a little guy that was moving away to um, another country last year, and it was in April, and his teacher, um, he requested that she come out and that she give him a salute as the bus left. And I will tell you, that will stick with me forever because that was an opportunity for a child just to leave our bus lot and to have his first grade teacher stand to give him a salute and just wave him into the future because he was nervous. You know, we all know he's going to be just fine. His family is, um, you know, going to take good care of him, but he was nervous and he wanted that teacher to see him on his way. Um, so those are the moments that bring me joy um, is being able to see that experience happen for kids. Um, we've also, you know, just had kids that maybe have started with us in kindergarten and had, you know, just a difficult time with school. Um, just school in general is hard um, as far as like the environment and just the expectations. And then leave us as second graders well-equipped to head into third grade and to tackle school in the most appropriate way. So um, those are the things that really bring me joy. Thank you for that. Well, we do do one final thing. At the end of our little uh, Your Story Matters podcast, we do a silly either or. I think I'm going to know the answer to this one, but I'm going to point it to you anyway. Kelly Green or Forest Green? Oh, Kelly Green. A hundred percent. So it's always been Kelly Green. It, Somehow we got off the path and we went down this Forest Green road. And I still maybe have some Forest Green stuff in my closet. But yes, it's Kelly. We're back to Kelly. Kelly. We're back to Kelly Green. We so appreciate you, <laughs> Melissa. Thank you for all that you do for Mason's students, for our staff, uh, for our families. We appreciate you and so appreciate you sharing your story. Thank you, Tracy. We've reached the end of one of our stories. It's goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Mason City Schools Your Story Matters podcast, where we believe every unique story deserves an audience. 
If you know of someone who has a great story to tell, email Carson T at MasonOhioSchools.com. And don't forget to subscribe to hear more of our community stories.